I'm an idiot. But wait, you guys already knew that. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ninja Nerd Warrior Podcast for October 23rd, 2021. I am your host, Greg Hernandez, and you know what? I just had to go a little old school today, and I pulled out the Tales from the Crypt theme. Hell yeah. So, as you may have heard at the top of the show, I'm an idiot. Here's why I'm an idiot. I just basically record my show. I don't do a whole lot of editing during uh, if there's something I feel like I can do better, I'll go over and do it again. But every once in a while, I'll get that something in the back of my head that goes, wait, that doesn't sound right. Why doesn't that sound right? And I did it three times over and over and over again. And it wasn't until I finished the show, posted it, then listened to it back, I realized what an idiot I really am. Will Ferrell is not in the Batman movie with Robert Pattinson. No, Colin Farrell is. And when I listen back and I'm talking about how Will Farrell looked great as the penguin, I was I was in my kitchen, had my headphones on, I'm making dinner, and I hear myself say Will Farrell is the penguin, and I went, You're a moron. So, as we have established, I'm an idiot. Will Farrell has nothing to do with the Batman. Colin Farrell does. And it was even funnier when I said, because I talked about how they did the makeup and the prosthetics for Colin Farrell to make him look like Oswald Cobblepot. And I said, yeah, Will Farrell, good looking dude. And they uglied him up. No, no, no. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell, good looking dude. Uglied him up. So, again, what have we learned? I'm a moron. In other news, we finally, finally, Got our WWE versus AEW head-to-head matchup. Remember, like the good old days, the Monday Night Wars? Well, last Friday, SmackDown got moved from Fox to FS1 because of football and because of the baseball playoffs. And they said, you know what? We're going to go into AEW Rampage's backyard and we're going to kick the shit out of them. We're going to go an extra half hour. We're going to do a 30-minute overrun, commercial-free. We're going to put Roman Reigns on it and Brock Lesnar, and we're going to load this shit up, and we're going to beat their asses like the big brother beats the little brother's asses. You know what happened? Not a fucking thing. Where's the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. That's right, people. The planet didn't explode. The universe didn't collapse in on itself. AEW and WWE are both in business. They're both wildly profitable companies. And not a damn thing changed. The only thing that changed, well, it didn't change. It's always been there. But you've got idiots on Twitter arguing, well, you know, AEW won the 18 to 49 demo. Yeah, but you know, SmackDown, they they had more overall viewers. It doesn't matter because... Shut up. Shut up. Okay? Guys who couldn't make it to junior college and all of a sudden TV executives and they're experts on how ratings work. Shut up. Folks, I'm getting sick of hearing it. Okay? I love wrestling. All right. I love WWF. Yes, I said WWF because that's what it was when I started watching. I started watching when I was 11 years old. First pay-per-view I watched was SummerSlam 88. And the first match I saw was the British Bulldogs and the fabulous Russo brothers. 
a match I look at very differently now that I've seen the episode on Dark Side of the Ring. <laughs> Those guys hated each other. Why the blue hell? Why the hell do we have to argue about what wrestling promotion is better than this one like mommy and daddy are getting divorced and we have to pick sides? Why? Alright? Do you realize? Do you realize that never, never in the history of ever has there ever been four wrestling promotions with national TV deals? WWE, AEW, ROH, Impact all have national TV deals right now. Depending on what parts of the country you're in. I said that on Twitter and some guy got pissed off at me like, ROH doesn't have a national TV deal. Like, bro, they're owned by Sinclair Broadcasting. They're, they're on the Fox affiliate here in my hometown. And he looked at me and went, oh, they're on at 3 in the morning where I am. Yeah, see, shut up. And beside those four, you also have New Japan, GCW, you've got NWA, you've got MLW, all can be found on streaming. Stardom, so you can also have Stardom on streaming. Guys, that is access to nine wrestling promotions. I have never seen a more awesome time to be a wrestling fan, and we're sitting here fucking bitching about AEW versus WWE. All right, you want some truth? Here's some truth, okay? AEW is not putting WWE out of business. WWE has a 40-year head start. They are a multi-billion dollar nationally traded company. They're not going anywhere. WWE is not putting AEW out of business, okay? Because despite what you might see on their bullshit documentaries, WWE didn't put WCW out of business. They didn't. WCW put WCW out of business because they were morons. When you bring in a shitload of talent, you agree to pay them millions and millions of dollars, but you forget to make them agree to work house shows. That's a moron. Because basically you're saying, here, I'm going to give you all this money. Wait, should I get you to agree to a certain amount of days to work in a year? Or, or you know what? I'll just take your word for it. You'll be fine. That's what Bischoff did, folks. <laughs> he just he just shoved a bunch of money at Hall, Nash, Hogan, fucking X-Pac, and, and forgot to have them sign a contract where they would actually work house shows. You don't have the stars on the house shows. Fans start going away. Your company goes out of business. So as you can see, WWE did not put WCW out of business, nor will they be putting AEW out of business, and vice versa. Calm your asses down. Okay? Okay. Just fucking watch. Anybody watch Crown Jewel? Because I haven't. I watched the main event. That was it. That's because I only get a 30-minute lunch, and that match was 22 minutes long, so pissed away my lunch break. Anyway, moving on. In a story that I found absolutely hysterical this week, the retarded right wing got their buttholes in a pucker because John Kent came out as bi. I read this headline and my first thought was the fuck is John Kent oh oh Clark Kent and Lois Lane's kid okay folks I haven't read new comics in a while I'm catching up and I forgot Lois and Clark had a kid and apparently he's the new Superman 
and he came out as bi. And the conservatives lost their shit. Okay? And I died. I seriously just cried with laughter. Because we're doing it again. Okay? Wait, Greg, what are we doing again? I'll tell you. This is not the first comic book character to come out as gay or bi. Not even fucking close. I put together a list, okay? So, John Kent is bi. Superman, bisexual, okay. Tim Drake, the third Robin, bi. Batwoman, Kate Kane, gay. Uh, Alan Scott, the original Green Lantern, gay. Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy have been dating for years. But every time one of these things hits headlines, people lose their shit. And we have to do this dance of the retards, and we have to pretend that this outrage is actually a thing because a fictional character came out as gay or bi. Really? Really, folks? Do we have to? Every single time, okay? So basically, what this is like is the easiest people to offend have etch-a-sketch brains. And as soon as they shake their fucking head, they forgot what they were pissed about. So when it happens again, they get pissed all over again. And they shake their head again. And it's gone. And then it happens a third time. And it's, it's literally Groundhog Day, the home game. That's, that's basically what, what we're living through, okay? Folks, let me ask you this. And, and you know what? I really hope somebody who was offended by this hears this. But you fuckers aren't listening to my show, so who gives a shit? But here's the question I want you to ask. If you know anybody who was offended that the new Superman is bi, or Batwoman's gay, or Harley and Ivy are dating, I want you to ask them, when was the last time you bought a fucking comic? Really? Honestly, when was the last time you bought a fucking comic book? Okay? I would I would actually guarantee you've never bought a fucking comic in your life. You know why? Because there's way worse shit in comics than who this fictional character is sleeping with. Alright? Have you read A Death in the Family? Okay? Joker beats the second Robin... Jason Todd to death with a tire iron which is why Tim Drake's the third Robin because second one got beat to shit that's way more disturbing than who Tim Drake was dating okay beat the fucking guy with a tire iron okay do you have any idea how many people have brutally died in comics I just finished reading Injustice Gods Among Us and Superman grabbed Lex Luthor by the throat and snapped his neck. Superman punched a hole in the middle of Joker's chest. So what you're telling me is he can snap a grown man's neck and punch a hole in another man's chest, but as long as he's not dating dudes, you're not offended. That's Is that what you're telling me? Is that where the line's drawn? I, I just I'm I'm taking notes because this shit's gonna happen again in like a year, and I, I want to make sure that I that I have the story straight. Okay, folks. All inclusive is a thing. It's a very important thing. Okay, and if you're gonna get pissed off 
because a character in a book you've never read and you have no intention of buying is dating a same-sex individual, you can fuck right off, okay? I don't want to hear it. One more time for the people in the back. If a character in a book that you're not reading is dating a same-sex individual and you're offended, save your outrage because I don't give a shit, okay? All right. Just want to make sure we're on the same page. All right, everybody. Moving on to the main event segment this week. You know what? I'm going to stick with the Halloween theme because, well, it's still Halloween season. So, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Do I do horror shows? Do I do horror movies? Do I have... And then, thank you, Eli Roth, History of Horror. I finally see what I'm going to do. And it was the worst horror movies I've ever seen. Okay? Now, I picked three. But this, these are just my three. If you guys have other horror movies that you thought were just absolutely just a turd in the punch bowl, then that's fine. Let me know about it. But these were my three. When I thought about horrible horror movies, I was immediately struck by the fact that the worst horror movie can be one of the best comedies. Okay? Which brings me to the first one, Jennifer's Body. This was a piece of shit. This was just a horrible fucking movie, all right? Now, let me give you the premise of this movie. Jennifer's Body is about this this girl, ironically named Jennifer, I know, didn't see it coming, living in this podunk piece of shit town, and she is just the hottest, just smokinest chick on campus, like cheerleader, just every guy wants her, you know. Um, she would be the star of any John Hughes movie ever, all right? And she has this kind of nerdy, kind of frumpy best friend uh, named Needy. Needy. That was that was what they named her. Okay, played by Amanda Seyfried, who I love. I love, I love Amanda Seyfried. I was going to say I love uh, Megan Fox, but no, not so much. But they are best friends. Why these two are best friends, I have no idea. Think about it. When you were in high school... Was the smoking hot prom queen, captain of the cheerleading squad, was she, like, friends with the president of the AV club? No. No, she wasn't. But, you know what? It's a movie. Let's go with it. That is not going to be the dumbest part of this movie at all. But they're best friends. And you have this kind of shitty, like, unsigned Nickelback-ish band rolling through town, and they're playing at the only bar in town. So these two decide they're going to go check out the, the band at the bar. And here's how I know it's a shitty podunk town. These two are in high school and the bar is just like, eh, come on in. It's fine. But the band has like they're worshiping this demon and they need to sacrifice a virgin to the demon to guarantee their success and their wealth and their fame and all this bullshit. So they have two options. As to which one of these girls is the virgin, smoking hot Megan Fox or frumpy shy little Amanda Seyfried, who in their right fucking mind thought Megan Fox was the virgin of these two? Like, really? These guys were morons. But I do have to admit, Megan Fox had the best line of the movie with this one. You know what? I think the lead singer wants me. Only because he thinks that you're a virgin. I heard them talking. What? I'm not even a backdoor virgin. 
I'm not even a backdoor virgin. Folks, I said it before. Sometimes the worst horror movies are the best comedies. All right? So, Nickelback Light convinces Megan Fox to go hang with them after the gig. And they're going to go hang out in the van in the middle of the woods and drink beer. What part of this sounded like a good idea? Just, just saying. And they end up tying Megan Fox down and sacrificing her to their demon overlords. But because Megan Fox isn't a virgin, the spell goes completely batshit and a demon possesses Megan Fox's body. Megan Fox is left for dead in the woods, but you know, you can't kill a demon, you know, at least Nickelback can't. And so she comes back to town and she starts eating boys. Yes. Yes, this was a feminist demon that killed only the male gender. Okay, again, not the most ridiculous part of the movie. As a matter of fact, I think I think it's a tie for the most ridiculous part of the movie being that this unsigned garage band is worshipping a demon or that Megan Fox was the virgin over Amanda Seyfried. It's, it's kind of a toss-up as to what the most ridiculous part of this fucking movie is. This, oh my god, this movie was an absolute piece of shit. But this movie was written by Diablo Cody, who has come out and said that the whole movie is a metaphor for the changes a woman's body goes through during, during puberty. Wait, what? The mo- wait, female puberty is like getting killed and sacrificed to a demon? What? You know what? I'm going to go with it. I'm okay. If that's your explanation, let's run with it. But let me explain my take on this for a second, okay? Art in all of its forms, whether it's paintings, whether it's sculpture, movie, music, whatever, it's a Rorschach test, all right? So you're going to see whatever you want to see. So if Diablo Cody, who wrote the movie, so obviously that lends her credibility, if she's saying the movie's a metaphor, for the changes a woman's body goes through during puberty, I'm really in no place to argue. But this was still fucking ridiculous. <laughs> this, this movie... Now, I know that a lot of times what's written in the script and what ends up on screen can be two totally different things. So the script she might have wrote might have given a little bit better comparison. But what ended up on the screen was fucking ridiculous. Okay. Mainly, like I said, the demon worshiping garage band. That that was just okay. All right. But that just goes back to the theme of the worst horror movies can be the best comedies. You guys remember Day of the Dead? Day of the Dead was a George Romero zombie movie where the zombies went to the mall. And the explanation was that the zombies just out of sheer habit, out of just pure muscle memory, they were doing what they were programmed to do while they were alive, and that was go to the mall. It was a metaphor for capitalism. So, demon-worshipping garage bands? Not the worst thing I've ever seen in horror. But this movie, no, Jennifer's Body, I've seen it one time. I actually had to look up a lot of the shit just because I've seen it one time and I went, no, I'm not, I'm not giving this movie any more space in my head. So the first movie on my list of three ridiculous horror movies of all time, Jennifer's Body. 
Coming in number two, you know there had to be an M. Night Shyamalan movie somewhere on this fucking list. Okay? Which brings us to The Happening. M. Night. If I can't call you M. Night. What the fuck were you thinking? The plants are coming to kill us? What? Bro. Bro. Here's... Sit down. I want you to sit down. Because we need to have some real talk here. The Sixth Sense? Genius. Absolute genius. Signs? Not so much. Your idea was that Earth gets invaded by aliens who are dissolved by water. This is the first time in cinema history that an alien invasion can be fought back with water balloons and super soakers. Why? Why? Why would they invade a planet that is two-thirds something that will kill them? But, but, I digress, okay? We're not talking about signs. We're talking about the happening. An even dumber concept than signs, okay? The plants are emitting a pheromone that make us kill ourselves. I was 30 minutes in this movie, I wanted to fucking kill myself. So I was wondering, is that the twist? Is that, was that the twist? That it's not the plants that make us want to kill ourselves, it's this fucking movie. It's a movie about plants that make us want to kill ourselves that ultimately make us want to kill ourselves. That, that, that would be the ultimate M. Night Shyamalan twist. And then, the twist at the end. Because you know, every, every M. Night Shyamalan movie has to have that twist, we just discussed it. The twist at the end of the happening, get ready plants just stop that's a thing that's a thing the plants have been have been emitting this pheromone that make us want to kill ourselves during this whole movie and the final twist at the end is they just stopped I was angry I was so <laughs> fucking angry at this movie I don't remember who I went to see this movie with I think if it was a girlfriend, I'm fairly certain we broke up after this movie. Like, how dare you make me see this? This was the worst M. Night Shyamalan movie I've ever seen in my life. And again, I've only seen it one time. I refuse, refuse to watch this movie ever again. It was that bad. But I do have to tell you this. This is the greatest M. Night Shyamalan story I've ever heard, and it comes from my buddy John. I need to set the stage here. I get a phone call one day, and John is hysterically laughing. Have you ever laughed so hard that you're out of breath, like you've you've been running a marathon? That's how hard John's laughing. John's at LAX. He drops somebody off for a flight, obviously, and he's walking through the airport, and he sees M. Night Shyamalan just typing away, just feverishly typing away on his laptop. And John's like, oh, what, what just shit opera is he writing now? And John has this idea, 
And I swear to you, I'm actually shocked he didn't do it. But John's, again, through laughter and tears, tells me his idea. He wanted to run up to M. Night Shyamalan, grab the laptop away from him, throw it on the ground, jump up and down on it 30 or 40 times, look him right in his face and say, didn't see that coming, did ya? And then just take off running into the crowd. Oh my God, I almost dropped my phone. I was laughing so hard. And I told him, I said, John... If you ever, ever get the chance to uh, do that again, I will come down to L.A. and personally bail you out of jail just to say my friend did that. That is the fucking greatest M. Night Shyamalan story I've ever heard. And I'm just super bummed that it didn't actually happen. So that brings us to the third and final worst Halloween movie, horror movie I've ever seen in my life. And this isn't really a horror movie but it keeps getting brought around every Halloween. It's actually a beloved movie and I have no idea why. I say I'm, I'm fucking clueless as to why this movie, this movie is shit. This movie is, this movie is a shit sandwich. Okay. The worst horror slash Halloween movie I've ever seen in my life. Rocky Horror Picture Show. I said it. This movie is the drizzling shits, folks. It is fucking horrible. This one, unlike the other two, I've seen this movie three or four times. Every single time, against my will. I saw this movie against my will. Okay. For those of you who have no idea what this movie is, A, God bless you. B, this movie is about a newlywed couple who leaves the church like they were just married an hour and a half ago. They leave the church. They're driving down the street away from this tiny little chapel they got married in. They get caught in, in the rain, flat tire. They have to walk to this spooky fucking mansion where apparently there's musicals and orgies and, and the leader of this cult has created a Frankenstein sex robot who then we find out they're all from a different planet and... What? Meatloaf was in there somewhere? Like, what the... F the fuck was this movie? They, they say, there are legends. There are, there are urban legends that Alice in Wonderland was written while the author was on acid. That can't even explain this movie, okay? The Rocky Horror Picture Show is just the drizzling shits. And the first time I saw this movie, like I said, I've seen it four times. The first time I saw it, my girlfriend at the time said, hey, they're playing Rocky Horror Picture Show at this local theater like 10 minutes from, from my house. And I'm the type of boyfriend that if my girlfriend wants to do something, let's go do it. I've never seen this movie before. Might be fun. Let's go. Those are the last times I ever said those words when it came to this movie. Because they did the thing that you, they play the movie on a screen and then your local theater troupe acts the movie out in front of the screen that's playing the movie. I have seen people make fun of Star Wars fans for doing this exact same fucking thing, but apparently it's okay for the Rocky Horror fucking picture show. All right? And then it 
of course, anyone who's been to one of these knows that there are certain parts of the movie where you talk back to the screen. Like the screen is going to answer you. And I went, what is this bullshit? And my girlfriend says, oh, talking to the screen is part of the fun. Wait, wait, wait. I just paid $50 per ticket to make my own fun? What? 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 The fuck? Okay, let's, let's, I'm still on board with this so far. And I'm trying to watch the movie, but of course, there's interactivity here. So I have, I'm sitting there going, is this movie really as bad as it, as I think it is? Or am I just getting distracted by the human subtitles in real time here? Because that's, that's what this is. You have the screen in the back. You have people acting it out. This is just basically human subtitles. That's, that's what's going on here. Another selling point that people try and hook you on is how sexually charged this movie is. This movie is as sexual as any of the American Pie movies. That's, that's basically... No, because the American Pie movies had nudity in them. So, no, this movie isn't nearly... this. No, that's that a horrible comparison as soon as it came out. What is sexual about this movie? Other than seeing a 19-year-old Susan Sarandon in her bra... What is sexual about this movie? Now, as I keep saying, I've seen this movie four times. I This movie was a mild nuisance. Just, just a really low-grade annoyance the first three times I saw it. Keep in mind, first three times. I didn't like it the first time I saw it, but my girlfriend enjoyed it, so we kept going back. I'm that boyfriend, despite any rumors you might hear. But I really, this movie went, this movie went from mild annoyance to psychotic fucking hatred on that fourth viewing. And here's what happened. Again, movie on the screen, local acting troupe acting it out. But this time, the part of Dr. Frankfurter is being played by a young lady. And they have the lab scene where she's walking around in her lab coat with her cup and she's drinking from the cup and at some point Frankfurter throws the throws the cup over his shoulder and this bitch throws that cup over her shoulder the cup now this is a red solo cup which is filled almost to the top with water and as she throws the cup over her shoulder this cup hits me in the chest and I get a full solo cup full of water in the chest, in the face, just soaks me just from my chin to my crotch. Fuck this actress. Fuck this acting troupe. Fuck this movie. Okay? I fucking hate the, the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And I've had friends try to argue with me that this is a great movie. No. No, it's not. The movie in 1977 was a piece of shit. Acting it out doesn't improve the piece of shit. Okay? And if you love this movie, cool. I think it's a steaming pile of crap. And here's, here's my proof. Has one actor from that movie ever ever bragged about being in this movie have they ever mentioned it Susan Sarandon 
never fucking mentioned it. Okay? Uh, Barry Bostwick never mentioned the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Tim Curry had a stroke just to get rid of the memory of Rocky Horror Picture Show in his head. This movie is just an absolute just piece of crap. And the sooner it dies off, the better we'll be. But Greg, it's a cult classic. When has a cult ever been a good thing? Idiots. So those are my three. Those are my three picks for worst horror movie ever. This went from podcast to therapy session really quick. Got really angry at the end there. Fuck that movie. I hate that movie. Anyway, yeah, those are my three for the worst horror movies of all time. Hit me up. Let me know what your uh, what your worst horror movies of all time are. I'd love to hear this. But with that, I am done for the for the week. I am Greg Hernandez, the Ninja Nerd Warrior. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. I have a TikTok now. What do I feed it? Yeah, the TikTok's only going to be for my wrestling. So you can go follow me at, uh, at Living Lawsuit, DP Wilson on TikTok. There's no videos up because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. If you enjoy this podcast, you can find it on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or you can go straight to ninjanerdwarriorpodcast.com. Give me a five star. Give me some comments. Uh, recommend it to your friends. I'd really appreciate it. And you know what? Um, I will see you next week. Next weekend is Halloween. So I am definitely doing my favorite horror movies because I just got the worst movies out of the way. So let's go to my favorite ones. So, all right, folks, I will see you next week and you have a good one. (laughs) You thought. (laughs) Fuck that movie.